Welcome to another episode of the No Please Podcast. Let's start with my new favorite artist. Is this MGK? Thank you to Dave for sending that in. What the hell is that? He says, hey, dude, I would love to see your reaction to this. Well, I'm the wrong guy for stuff like this because I like MGK. Machine Gun Kelly is one of my favorite artists. So when you send me clips like this, I'm gonna like it. <laughs> and let's be honest, this isn't as bad as a lot of music that's out there. My music would be way worse than this. I mean, there's something for everybody. There's people out there who like to hear the birds sing, that really enjoy it. Their favorite thing! I don't like music. I want to hear the birds. Ugh, weirdos to me, but also... This video has 240,000 likes. <laughs> it was just posted. Mad love to this guy. Now, I don't know when this video was or who these people are. There's really no information. I feel bad that this clip is actually found on an Instagram cringe clip. The same place where you're going to find no police podcast clips, damn it! Ah! Oh! Ouch! Anyway, I like this guy. <laughs> I wonder how he found that talent. I'm always curious on how people find their thing. It's odd. I mean, there's hummers, right? There's really good hummers. You ever heard a, you ever had a really good hum job? <laughs> that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> Dude, that's, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> have you ever heard a really good hummer? <laughs> or have you done <laughs> what I was trying to say and then my dyslexia and my dumb way of talking got in the way is, <laughs> does it even matter at this point? After I said that, does it really matter? Have you ever done a good job humming? And then we're like, damn, that, that was actually good. That sounded like the song. Maybe that's what this guy did. I don't know. <laughs> Imagine explaining this to your parents. Like back in the day, kids had a hard time explaining to their parents that they didn't want to go to college. Imagine the conversation this dude had. We all have our own journey. God bless that guy. Living the best life, though. He looks super happy, and he's in front of a huge crowd. I found that funny. Thank you for sending that in. Wow. It's been a hell of a week. It's been a great week. I hope you're going out there and experiencing new things, living a good life, getting sunburned, getting that vitamin D straight from the source, soaking it in, getting all crispy like a piece of Popeye's chicken or the perfect cookie. Mmm. I mean, don't you feel extra sexy with a nice little tan? I do. I feel like I go from a six to an eight. Mm, don't judge me. Those are my eyes. All right. <laughs> That's my view of myself. But it's just a tan just makes me feel good. Maybe, maybe it makes me walk a little different. It just feels sexy. And plus, like I have zero muscle tone. I'm like a naked cat. But you put a tan on me, I look ripped. I mean, I look like intervention ripped. Like, I look like a guy that you would see riding down the highway on the back of someone's pegs, ripped. But I'm ripped. 
It's the tan. Telling you. Go outside. Get a tan. Feel good. Soak it in because I hate to give you bad news. But summer's not going to last forever. It's not. Which sucks because my new favorite thing in life is sucking. I've sucked my entire life. I've never really enjoyed it. I've actually hated sucking. I've sucked at everything. But now I suck at golf. And everybody sucks at golf. And it's great. It's phenomenal. But it's a summer sport. And I'm getting nervous that my addiction... <laughs> I won't be able to find a plug in the winter. That's what I'm nervous about. I'm addicted to golf. I, I think I'm as addicted to golf as I am cigarettes. It's... I mean, it's... It's so painful. It's like being in love with the wrong woman. She's bad to me. She shows her love to everybody else. She belongs to the streets. But yeah, I love her. Golf is kind of like that. It's like, damn, dude, no matter how much work I put into this, I still suck. And it's a rich man sport. I'm still fighting for those Section 8 golf courses, damn it. Let's make it happen. So yeah, get out there, swing some clubs or whatever the hell you do. Just get out there, have some fun because damn it, the darkness is coming. I mean, I realized last night it was like 8.30 and it was starting to get dark. I was like, no, not yet. It feels like summer just started. Don't you feel like that? I feel like it just got here. I'm not ready to give it up yet. I mean, there's a lot of things in life I need to give up, like cigarettes. Ugh, freaking cigarettes. But I don't want to give up summer, fun. Swinging them clubs, my side piece. What's up, girl? Jeez. Yeah, cigarettes. I haven't given an update in a very long time about the hypnosis and how it's working with to quit smoking cigarettes and where I'm at now in the process. Oh, cigarettes suck so bad. I mean, it's such a, a trap that I find myself in. As I'm talking about quitting things, I'm just hit with a semi-truck and a sledgehammer of the reality that I need to quit smoking cigarettes immediately. And it's not that I haven't tried. If you've smoked in the past and you somehow made it on the other side, you know the struggle, bus. You know what it's like. And on this bus, there's only front seats. And that front seat leads you right through that windshield. There's never a good ending to cigarettes. And when people say, well, my grandmother smoked till she was 90. Yeah, but, okay, she didn't die of the cigarettes, but how did she feel? The cigarettes are poison. So she must have felt like crap for 90 years. I almost feel worse for her <laughs> that she was 90. Did she have good years? Because cigarettes make me feel bad. <clears throat> As I clear my throat, right? It's so stupid, but the addiction is so strong that it almost made me have pity for my mother, right? And I've, I've had some really hard feelings towards my mom because she was addicted to so many substances and it caused so much pain in my life and I had a lot to figure out and had a lot of growth that I needed to do from just her personal struggles. And then how her struggles, hereditarily, is that a word? Hereditarily? Anyway, genetically, ha, found a way around it, still not confident. Anyway, somehow I still have to worry about that I have those qualities, or it's in me to be addicted to those substances, or just anything. And I absolutely did get that. I, I don't blame her for the cigarettes or the addictive personality, but I can see now, I can relate to her now on how hard it is to get off stuff, because as a kid, I was frustrated she wouldn't get off the booze so she could be a mom. And now that I'm addicted to cigarettes and I'm so far removed from the actual situation, I feel bad that I talked all this smack and I had all these hard feelings. When in reality, we're just, my mom was just a human, just like I am, just like you are, just trying to make it by, just trying to get through her life. 
trying to be better every single day. Man, I, you don't see that as a kid. I was just frustrated that I wasn't getting a mom. But now I see, <clears throat> again, my throat, you see? Gotta stop, I gotta stop. Um, but now I can see the struggle and I can understand and respect what addiction is and how strong addiction is. And so when I went and got hypnotized, I went all in, I got the double appointments. It cost extra money and I was so nervous about it. So I was nervous that it wasn't going to work. I was nervous that if it didn't work, I was gonna feel bad about myself. And I have a really poor relationship with money. So I was nervous I was gonna spend the money for nothing. I was also hesitant because in my head, and I've allowed some of the information that I've accepted to make me feel or think that uh, hypnosis is fake, kind of like a chiropractor. Like some people really believe in going to the chiropractor and some people think they're floozies. It's fake, wonky, you know? So I really didn't know what to think, but I just knew I had to give it a shot. My mom died super young, man, from smoking. Her mom died super duper young from smoking. I mean, it's right in front of me. It's literally right here. My mom wasn't much older than me when she died. And she was my age when the effects of COPD started to kick in. Like I remember my mom was 36 years old, my age, and she couldn't walk 50 feet. Like how are you gonna be a mom to four kids if you can't walk 50 feet. You know, and, and, and I, I find myself following those footsteps and that makes me super nervous. And so I took the action to get hypnotized and immediately I was blown away by the entire thing. Uh, the woman who hypnotized me, her name is Rebecca. She's gonna join us very soon. But before I get her on to talk about hypnosis, I wanted to share where I'm at with it, with the cigarettes and the addiction, and my experience with hypnosis. Because when I have her on, I want her to talk about maybe your future or possible experience with hypnosis. I don't want it to be about me or my experience. So I'm trying to get all this out of the way now. And she's great. She's the best. She made me feel so comfortable, probably too comfortable. I immediately found myself all in. I mean, a hundred percent in. And what's iffy, what made me think, oh my gosh, this is definitely fake. This is not going to work. Is she didn't want to meet me in person because of COVID. She wanted to do it via Zoom. Sketch, absolutely sketch. A lot of fears went through my mind. One, I was getting ripped off. And also, what if it was like a shallow hell experience? What if the Zoom glitched out, we disconnected, and now I'm stuck in this weird zone that I can't get out of? Am I going to be into big chicks? Oh, I already am. Am, am I going to be into... <laughs> I, I was just afraid of what would, what would happen. I've heard all the bad stories, but I've also heard the good. And so, you know what? I had to take the good with the bad and I leaned into it and it was great. It was phenomenal. I went from smoking 20 to 25 cigarettes a day, which cost me over $400 a month to immediately right after my two-hour appointment... I started smoking four cigarettes a day. And what's interesting about those four cigarettes is at first I was upset. I was like, shouldn't I be healed, cured? Shouldn't the magic happen already? What the hell, abracadabra, make it happen. What's going on? And, and, then, I, and then I remember her telling me that some of the, sometimes the process is you gotta smoke to 
know that you don't want to smoke, to remind yourself, oh yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. And so I started smoking some cigarettes. And every single cigarette I had for the first couple weeks, I couldn't get a hit out of. It was like, I, no matter how hard I hit, I wasn't getting any satisfaction. It wasn't doing anything for me. It didn't even taste good. To be honest, it didn't taste like anything. And when she, hypno when she hypnotized me, when she hypnosed me, <laughs> when she hypnotized me, she, uh, she put in my hypnosis that every time I take a hit of a cigarette, it's going to taste like dog poop and garbage. That didn't happen for me. I've heard it happen for other people, but it didn't happen for me. But what did happen is I just didn't get any satisfaction. It was, it was like drinking water. It was boring. You know, I just wasn't getting anything from it. It was an empty hit. But I was in the habit of it, and my body still needed and wanted the nicotine. So I would take a little baby hit when I absolutely felt like I was dying. And not physically really dying, but, you know, like nicking out, just needing one. So I'd go out there, I'd take a hit, and I'd put it out. And I found myself going from 20 to 25 cigarettes to four, and I kept that up for months, three months. I was so strong on four cigarettes a day. I went from $400 a month to like 50. It was awesome. I was saving a ton of money, and I was rewarding myself with the extra money I was saving. It was a win-win-win. I mean, I was killing it. I got to a point to where my hypnosis actually paid for itself because I wasn't buying cigarettes. And it's like, yeah, I felt really good about myself. Then, you know what happened? I lost control. I stopped being focused. It's not that the hypnosis didn't work or it wore off. I wore off. I didn't work. I didn't work the system. So when you get hypnotized by Rebecca, she sends you a recording of the hypnosis so you can do it every single day. And you get to a point to where you keep doing it every single day where you no longer need it, and then bam. Whatever you need help with, you're now healed. But I didn't put the work in. The reason I didn't is because I'm a coward. I'm a wuss, I'm a big old baby because Rebecca was too good at what she does. She made me cry. She made me bawl my eyes out. She made me really dissect the reasons why I don't want to smoke anymore, why I can't smoke cigarettes anymore. And jeez, I cried a lot. I left with a wet shirt, let's put it that way. It was, it was a lot and it was heavy. And so I was always hesitant to go back and listen and put the work in after the hypnosis because I just, I knew that it was going to be heavy. <laughs> and I just avoid it because I'm a coward. I run from things. And that's something that I'm, I really need to stop doing. And I feel like I have kind of led people to also run from their feelings or whatever's happening in their life rather than address it. And I, I, I want to start leading by example. So got to face that stuff, man. Take it head on. Bring it on, sucker. Throw them up. Let's fight. So now I'm like eight or nine months after hypnosis. And I went from four to six to eight. And I stayed at eight for a, a while, about a minute. And then I snuck to 10, which is a half a pack of cigarettes a day. And I can't even start to explain the disappointment that I feel in myself because I was prepared. I was ready. I, I was convinced that I was going to quit smoking cigarettes. I put a lot of energy, put a lot of time into it. And I just lost the focus. I didn't do what it took to continue the hard work to get the results that I wanted. Everything takes hard work. You can't expect the results without the hard work. And so now I'm back to square one. Now I'm going to get back with Rebecca at Chicago Hypnosis and 
go through the entire process again because it truly worked for me. It truly worked for me. And I'm really excited to bring her on the podcast to figure out if what she does could help you out. It is a little bit of an investment. It cost me $400. And to some, that seems like nothing. And to some, it seems like their net worth. And I totally get it. 400 bucks is a lot of money no matter how you look at it. But your life was worth so much more. And the value of life is worth so much more. So ultimately, it was cheap as hell. <laughs> Especially if it can help you with whatever your fear is or if you're going through some like insane anxiety. Rebecca can help with all types of things. I know that my girlfriend Steph is going to go there for her fear of flights. It sounds so crazy that a woman who travels the entire world, she's been on a million flights and has never really had any crazy things happen. Her biggest fear in life is being on an airplane. But her favorite thing in life is to travel. It's weird. It's odd. So she's going to see Rebecca to try to work through that. Because right now, you know, I don't know if you're like this, but she has to take some medication to just get through it. And that ruins a whole day of vacation or travel. It's a lot. And I hate to see her go through it. It's almost like when a thunderstorm happens and the dog starts to freak out. So you give him a Benadryl and throw a thunder vest on him. We just got to give Steph a thunder vest. But that's what Rebecca is. Rebecca is a thunder vest. She's the Benadryl. <laughs> Dude, whatever the hell you have to work through or whatever you're going through. Check her reviews out. They're phenomenal. Again, Chicago Hypnosis. Her name's Rebecca. Absolutely amazing work. I'm going to jump back into it. I'm not disappointed in the process. I'm disappointed in myself. But it's all good. There's plenty of time. You know, I set a goal of quitting cigarettes before I was 36. Well, I'm 36. So if I really work the numbers, I have a couple months. I can, I can totally still pull this off. Jeez. It's nothing but time, baby. I mean, damn. <laughs> I got an interesting email the other day, and it brought up some memories that I haven't had in so long. And a story that is so freaking crazy that it doesn't seem real. I forgot that this even happened. I forgot that I experienced this. I forgot that I blew up someone's spot so bad that I probably ended their marriage. And I thank you so much for this email. Mark writes in and says, hey, Justin, big fan of you. been following you since the Free Bear and Hot Wings show. I love what you're doing. Did you really catch your boss cheating on their wife? You got to get into this. All right. <laughs> yes, I did. To just get straight to it, right into the meat of things, yes, I did. In 2015, I went to join the Free Beer and Hot Wings show based out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. I drove from Seattle, Washington, all the way to Grand Rapids, my very first day pulling into Grand Rapids, Michigan. I was staying at a hotel. They put me up at a hotel for a week until I could find a place to live. That's pretty standard in the business of radio. So I get to the hotel room, I check in, everything is good, I take a shower. I go on Yelp or whatever, Grubhub, and I try to find something to eat. And there happens to be The Bob, a restaurant, a comedy place. I mean, the place has like nine different things in one building right across the street from the hotel I'm staying at. And the reviews were great. I was like, jeez, I'm going. I was starving. I went there. I sat at the bar. I was all alone. Next thing I know, two people walked in, sat next to me, and the woman goes, wait, are you Justin? Did you just move here to join the Free Bear and Hot Wings show? I was like, what? Yeah, how do you know? Hi. She goes, hi, I'm Wendy. I work at the radio station. I saw you when you came in to interview. Ha! Huh, 
Thank goodness, friends. So Wendy and Rob, who turned out to be amazing people, such great humans, sat there. We talked all night, had beers, got to know one another. Wendy went home and Rob was like, yo, you want to go get another beer somewhere else? I was like, yeah, of course. So we cash out and we walk out the door. As we're walking out, guess who walks in? My boss, the man that just signed my contract, the guy that just gave me the opportunity to live the life I've been dreaming of living. He just gave me the opportunity to provide for my family. I was so happy to see him. A familiar face. I don't know anybody. Gave him a big hug. He goes, oh, Justin. And I go, hey, man, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, we're about to go upstairs. And I go, dude, they're actually closing. Do you want to go with Rob and I to another bar? For sure. And he had a woman with him, this blonde little woman. We'll leave her name out of this. So the four of us now go to another bar and we're drinking. And this chick, a boss's girl could drink. She could put him down. She was wild. And she was an S-talker. I was wearing a Seahawks shirt and she was talking smack all night long. A little pistol. Damn. A little sexy little pistol. I was kind of like, damn, okay. She was a lot younger than my boss. And so I was like high-fiving the boss. I was like, damn, dude, this is what success gets you? Because no offense to the boss, but it, uh, clearly she could have done better. But who knows? Maybe he's packing. Maybe he's a good lover. Ah. Maybe just because he's rich. <laughs> and again, what's rich to me is probably not rich to anybody else. If the guy has a freaking credit card without a $20,000 balance on it, he's rich to me. <laughs> so we're out, we're drinking, we're having a good time. All the bars are closing now. I go to my hotel. I thought it was a great night. Everything was good. A couple days in Grand Rapids go by. And then Monday comes. It's finally my very first official day on the Free Baron Hot Wings show. And we're talking on the air and out of conversation, one of the guys goes, so what'd you do over the weekend? And I go, hey, I actually ran into our boss and his wife. They go, no way. I go, yeah, we went drinking. We had a blast. We went here, we went there. We did this, we did that. They're like, that is really cool. Good for you, man. I'm glad that you had a great first weekend in Grand Rapids. I was like, dude, and... Check this out. A couple tried to have sex with me. And they're like, what? They're like, yeah. It was crazy. They're like, was it the boss man? No, no, no. This is a completely different situation that happened on Saturday. And then I said, although I think his wife might be into that type of thing, she seemed kind of crazy. I'm not sure if she's a natural blonde, but damn, that girl is a blonde. And it was an on-air joke. All this happened on the air. I was just trying to make them laugh. I was trying to also poke fun at the fact that I thought Tom's wife was a little mouthy and a little crazy and she was going to get his ass in trouble. And she's a little pistol, like I said. And then the boy stopped me. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What color hair did you say she had? I was like, blonde. You know, curly blonde hair. And then I start describing what her features are. And then everybody starts laughing. You know when the room laughs and you don't understand the joke and you look around and you're lost and you're like, ha, ha. Because you want to fit in, but you don't know if they're laughing at you or something you said. And I was like, what? What? They're like, oops, I said his name. Oh! <laughs> I should probably edit that out. <laughs> they were like, the boss's wife is not blonde. And I thought they were messing with me. What? Are you telling me that I just blew up the boss's spot on the biggest freaking radio show in the Midwest? Ah! No! No, 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 hit the dumb button. And they just started laughing their asses off. They thought it was so funny that I shared this information. We went to a commercial and then I shared all of the information and come to find out the boss was cheating on his wife. And nobody knew until then. 
until I told the world. So my bad on snitching on you, boss, and my bad for saying your name a second ago. I hope I remember to edit that. But damn, dude, that was crazy. That was so nuts. And the boss man never spoke to me about it. I know he listened to the show. I know that woman that he was cheating on his wife with actually heard about it because life works in a crazy way to where that woman actually reached out to me like five years later because she heard I shared the story and shared her part of the story. So funny. So yeah, I did catch my boss cheating on his wife and I did snitch on him. My very first day in a new job. <sighs> so that happened and Tom and I's relationship was never the same. <laughs> he never really did anything like out of spite and I don't know for sure that he heard it, but I, my, my gut instinct says he did. Just the way that he would walk by me in the hallway and the way that he would eyeball me. Again, nice guy. Nice guy. I just, you know, I just caught him cheating. That's all. I caught him lacking. Oh, we got brand new stickers in. Jumping around all over the place, but we have brand new stickers in. I am so stoked for these. This is such a rad experience. I want to give a shout out to the Double Features, not only for their amazing music and their awesome intro work and all the support they give in the show, but their artwork is phenomenal. These dudes are digital masterminds. They actually created the No Please sticker. So mad love, thank you guys so much. Great work, boys. Can't wait to get these out to you guys. What else did I wanna get into here? Um, Emmanuel wants me to do a reaction video to this song. Let's give it a couple seconds here. It's called You're My STD by Tyler Winters. Uh, nope. Uh -uh. I, I see why you may think I like this. I like S uh, STDs. Oh my gosh, I just said that. Jeez. I don't like STDs. I mean, I don't dislike them. Actually, I, I do dislike STDs. Am I, am I bad? Am I going to get canceled for saying that? Are you allowed to say that or am I supposed to be welcome to STDs? I don't know. I'm supposed to welcome everything, right? This damn woke world. I don't even know what I'm supposed to say anymore. I don't know how to speak. <laughs> I was trying to say MGK. Instead, I said STD, so I'm just going to stop. <laughs> even though MGK probably is STD. I wonder how many STDs that man has had. All right now, a lot of people are uncomfortable. Because as I talk about STDs, I'm, I'm talking about it from a guy who's never truly had one. Now I've had some Aldi STDs, but I've never had a full-fledged STD. Never had a real one. I've never really lived that reckless. Ah, I lied. I did. But, you know, I wrapped it up. I, I, I played safe. Like one time I was messing around with this chick who was working for a company that used to do energy drinks. And, <laughs> and uh, she would stock my refrigerator full of them. And so I lived off of them. And it gave me a urinary tract infection. Well, I accused a person of causing an STD or giving me an STD because of this. I mean, I went through all the tests. I got the shot. I took the antibiotics. I got the little squeeze of the toothpaste from the doctor. You know, the whole deal, the Q-tip, the boop, Yep. And for those that say they don't do that anymore, the fuck they don't. That's a damn lie. That ain't true. That ain't true. It's not true. They do do that. Now, I'm not trying to stop people from going to get SD checks, but the places that I've gone, they do that. Uh, don't take that from me. Don't tell me that's not a thing they do. Give, give me that doctor. Put him on the phone. Jeez. So, yeah. I wonder how many STDs MGK has. 
you know, and, and some people who've had STDs, like I had a neighbor once who had an STD and she was super clear about talking about it. Like, oh, I've had it like four times, no big deal. Antibiotic, went a bing, what a boom. Huh? What? Not for me. Nah, -uh. you got to respect your junk. You only have one private. And I get it. Things happen. You got to roll with it. You can't let it just be the end of you. But she's, she's. I actually know people who have herpes and do a podcast about it now that I think about it. Shout out to Matt. D, don't know if I should have said his name. But I mean, if you're doing a podcast about herpes, you're probably comfortable with your name being out there, right? I think it's called like living with the cure or living with the herp or living with the bumps. No, it's called um, Dodge Every Bump. No, it's called um, The Bumpy Road. No, it's called Rocky Road. What the fuck is this podcast called? Oh, it's called um, The Road to the Cure. No, um, I could easily Google it, but I've got to figure this out. I got to stop letting Google enable me. Google's making me stupid. It's making, making it so I don't think anymore. What is it called? Uh, it's called, um, I swear bumps or clumps or something, chumps or something is in that. But the cure also comes to mind. Horrible band. Um, whatever. Matt said his name again. Whatever his podcast is. Great podcast. Anyway, it's about him and his girl who have herpes. Maybe they gave it to each other. I don't really know. But they live their life with it. It's pretty great. Now I have to know. I got to check this out. How do you Google something like this? Um, herpes podcast? Herpes podcast. This is where a producer would be awesome, but that's okay. We're on a budget. Life with herpes. I don't think that's going to be it. Hold up. 15 best herpes podcast. There's enough herpes podcasts out there for there to be a best 15 list? Fudge. All right, let's check these out. Something positive for positive people. <laughs> That's a cool spin. Uh, the Life with the Herpes podcast. Straight freaking to it. All right. Dating with herpes. It's number three. There it is. Found it. Found it. Gone viral. And dude, these, are you kidding? Wow, they're number four. They're number four out of the top herpes podcast. That's my dude. I used to work with him at the Rock Station in Seattle. Rad. Good for him. It says, this is a podcast hosted by Tyler and Matt where they discuss what it's like to live with herpes. All right, so I don't feel so bad putting their name out there. Matt was super uh, positive. Matt is ripped. Little dude, but just would do crunches all day. He did overnights at the radio station and like worked his way up that way. And this guy was just ripped. Uh, number five on the herpes podcast list is Positively Positive Podcast. Oh, Okay. Okay, number six is just herpes. Herpaderp is number seven. Okay, empowering the community to break up the herpes stigma. Hell yeah. Um, shedding stigmas. Okay, nice. Well done. Psycho bed sheets. <sighs> that one's a little different. I feel like the vibe from this, and again, I'm doing something bad. I'm judging a book by the cover, but the cover is a woman with pink hair and orange hair, and the name says Psycho Bed Sheets. Let's read the bio. I have to know more. Let's figure this out. Doo -doo 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 -doo. I bet you it's great. She writes, I wanted to start a podcast to talk about real issues. I don't believe in boundaries. Oh, me either. High five. What's up? But I do believe in condoms. Hmm. Not shaming, just saying. I want to share my struggles with anxiety, body image, herpes, and dating. Oh, thank you. 
Herpes 101. All right, is number 10. Author is rich. He discusses the subjects of herpes and the misconceptions. Oh, what are the misconceptions? Uh, number 11 is H Anonymous. Number 12 is Uncensored S. Huh, that's weird. Ooh, number 13. That, this is a good name. The Sexual Boogeyman. The Sexual Boogeyman podcast is the most groovy health podcast out there. It's about spreading awareness and giving insight on the sexual boogeyman, also known as the herpes virus. Wait, that's the nickname for herpes, the boogeyman? You got the boogeyman? The boogeyman, the boogeyman. Just like this guy. Find your thing. Own it. Rock it. Be you, baby. Thank you guys so much for being here. This was a fun episode. Today was a blast. Shakira! This is the next halftime show. 